Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Ire, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Order is the theme of the church this evening. Order how to birth a peace experience through planning or how planning births a peace experience whatever way you want to arrange that order birthing is peace experience through planning listen so the theme of the service of the month has been masterpiece and we've been tackling things that tend to combat our peace. We've talked about things like, you know, anxiety, concern for the future, competition, insecurity, and then just trying times. The second midweek service of this month, we talked about the power of God and how nothing is impossible to Him. Hallelujah. So we've talked about all of that, but there is something else that might cause a lack of peace or might fight your peace experience. Not trials or tribulation, not anxiety, not peer pressure, not insecurity, but disorderliness. Disorderliness. To put it simply, you see, when you don't do what you're meant to do, when it is meant to be done, you will discover that you're always frantic, you're always disorganized, until you learn to do what you're meant to do when it is meant to be done, your peace experience is going to be constantly under threat. You have to understand that. So for many people, their issue, as far as peace is concerned, is not Satan. It is not the normal complexity of life. Not trial, not tribulation, not pressure from friends that cause insecurity or the temptation to compete, all those things that we have dealt with. Maybe they are just disorderly. Praise the Lord. And every disorderly person will have issues in their peace experience. Nothing you can do about that. And so we cannot draw the curtain as far as this topic is concerned without addressing this. Many Christians need to know this. Many believers need to know this. It's so crucial. You see, <coughs> the fabric of an average youth today that is influenced by the culture of this age is a very sad and dangerous one. Praise the Lord. An average youth today has a very high taste as far as pleasure is concerned. And at the same time, coupled with that, is disinterested with putting in the work. An average youth, high taste, 
is difficult to satisfy and very uninterested in working. A very dangerous combination. Hallelujah. Very dangerous. You must make sure you never fall into that category. How many people are readers today? How many people? How often do you see a friend with a book these days? Are you aware it's reducing? It's reducing. Just think about it. When last did you see a friend with a book? That's the problem. And if, you, if we don't talk about this, if we don't sort this out, remember, we said peace is trouble under control. Peace is not trouble ignored. A lot of people think that it is a work of faith to ignore trials. That's not faith. Have you seen people when you just say, oh, I'm going through this, it is well, you know? It is well is an excuse to push things aside for many people. Well, many times it's not well. I've told you many, I've told you all those religious calisthenics are not necessarily an expression of faith. When Jesus was about to go to the cross, he didn't push things aside. You know, in fact, he even said it. He said, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Modern local parlance, I feel like dying. Have you ever felt like, you know, the pressure on your heart? And Jesus said it. For he, the difference between Jesus and many people today is he didn't just stop at acknowledging, you know, what he was going through. He was explaining why he had to go to the Garden of Gethsemane to sort things out spiritually. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, when you say it is well, maybe it's not. Hallelujah. There has to be an action to your faith. So if you are doing nothing about it, it's because you have prayed and you know that that situation is dead upon arrival. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a difference. There must be an intelligence to your action of faith. So when you are unperturbed about it, you have seen ahead. You already know. This one will die. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You know, there was an attack against the church. One young fellow who has some social media clout and influence, you know, just kept talking against the church and everything. And well, this is, this is how the devil works. It's a sandwich approach. So some part of what you're saying makes sense. And then there's a lot of rubbish in between. And I saw the danger of, you know, the potential danger of his approach and everything. I prayed about it and I saw it would die a natural death. It was only a matter of time. Hallelujah. So there are some things you just look at it 
and you just know this one has an end. Initially, that same issue, I kept tackling aggressively, but after a while, after praying, I said, this one, just leave. Hallelujah. Water will always find its level. But there are some things well, you just have to walk on. And some of them are not even spiritual in nature. It's just your attitude to life, your approach. Your approach. And well, we want to talk about it. But first, I just want to show you a few things that the Bible says about planning. So we have a scope tonight. We're going to talk about three of the major things or let me call them battlegrounds for peace. Most of the people who are having issues with their peace experience, 90% of them are having issues regarding these three areas. Finances, health, and relationship. Is that correct or not? In fact, maybe finance is 50%. Maybe not, depending on the person. Hallelujah. And the interesting thing about the things I mentioned is there are issues when it comes to finance, relationship, and health that are issues of insecurity like we've talked about. A lot of people are insecure about or the source of their insecurity is how much money they have or don't have, or competition, or anxiety, or just normal trials of life. Job is tough, they find it difficult to get a better one. Same thing with health. Insecurity, maybe some people don't like their body frame or something like that. Competition, anxiety, a lot of people are anxious about the future. What if something goes wrong? Or relationship, of course. In all these ones, especially relationship. Triple exclamation mark for this one. Everything I mentioned, competition, insecurity, anxiety, falls under this category. Hallelujah. But these three fields can be greatly affected by planning. Isn't that true? You can plan to have a better experience in your finances. You can plan to have a better experience in your health. You can plan to have a better experience in your relationship. You can plan. You can plan. So we want to talk about this. Look at Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. Thank you, Jesus. Are you there? Read together, one, two, go. It says, a prudent man foreseeth evil 
and hideth himself, but the simple person and are punished. Now, the Hebrew word translated prudent is a Greek, Greek word orum. Orum is actually spelled A-R-U-M, but it is pronounced orum. And it means cunning and crafty. Those of you who attended boarding house have a fair idea of what I'm talking about. There are some people, bad boys, who hardly get in trouble. Have, do you know people like that? Do you know people like that? I mean, if you join them, they will catch you, but they will not be caught. They are very slippery. Have you seen slippery people before? The reason I gave you that example is because the, the Greek word, the Hebrew word, I beg your pardon, orum, is not necessarily a good word. It means to be corny, to be crafty. But in this context, it, you see, it, it can be used in a good way. Some of us believers are too trusting, are too casual about life. We, we just... We just trust everybody. We're believers, you know, because we're believers. We believe people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of Christians don't know how to foresee trouble. You don't know how to foresee trouble in your dealings with people, in your choices. You can see, see trouble. You don't know when it's time to be nice and when it's time to be sharp. I need to be sharp. Hallelujah. You have to have some foresight in life to foresee trouble. Praise the name of Jesus. You, you have to learn the difference. Your righteousness status just should never hinder your ability to be brutally honest. Brutal honesty. When it comes to maybe working with people professionally, your money, you know, be sharp. Hallelujah. Young Christian, two words that suggest vulnerability usually. Why do you think a lot of people try to extort pastors? Are you aware a lot of people try to extort pastors? Because they think we're nice and they just come up with one nice story. I like to handle people like that, <laughs> personally. Because Orum, you know Orum that I just showed you, the Hebrew word? If Orum was a person to look like this. <laughs> when you're coming, I've seen. <laughs> Hallelujah. To foresee evil. Have you applied Orum when it comes to your finances, your relationship, your health? Just that foresight. To be able to say, no, I shouldn't continue doing this. This will cause trouble in the future. It's a very important principle in life. Very important thing to master. Are you me, everybody? 
Praise the Lord. To be able to foresee evil and hide yourself. Ah, what I'm talking about will save your life. To foresee evil. Economic trends. For you, for you to know that the fact that you are a believer in Christ Jesus does not mean you should be nonchalant. You should be careless. I've told you before, when you move into a new community, one of the first things you should know, where is the nearest police station? Yeah, I know you're, you're, a tongue, you're tongue speaking. I know you have your faith to move mountains. Where is the nearest police station? Go there, get one or two numbers. It's a different thing. If, if you call, they may not answer. Do you understand? That's when, do you understand? But do your best within your power. Especially in this nation. Are you listening to me? In this country? It's not, it's not lack of faith to say, okay, if I'm in trouble, what will I do? And that's the thing. The people of the world, have you noticed people of the world always have something to call, someone to call? You know all these guys that if they enter into a squabble on the street, they just say, eh? You know, as they're fighting, you know, they'll pick up their phone like this. You know, and then, ah, Allah, eh? You know? They won't rub under your boy. You'll be amazed. Before you throw the first punch, you are surrounded. <laughs> Believers in Christ, even the person by your side, you have sat down beside the person at least 10 times probably in this church. You still don't know the person's name. You've not said hello. You don't know anybody. On Christ the solid rock, you stand. <laughs> Isn't it? Hallelujah. There is just a way in life. There is just a way in life. You know, I attended the training, and someone was doling out some interesting statistics. I think he said in the year 2018, he said 6% of the world's people made 90% of the world's money, something like that. Four <laughs> percent. Do you understand? So, so he asked questions. He said, "How are you ever going to make that type of money?" You know, the first thing that interested made me, you know, fascinated was the fact that we were even having that kind of conversation. Because, you know, some of us have not even thought about it. Okay, what's, what's going on? The interesting thing is, some of the 4%, they belong to the same family. You're aware of it? Brother, sister, if it's you, uncle. If you make it, everybody around you is it now. You understand? We'll enter it. You know it. Have you seen it before? So when it all comes down to it, there are many things that you can try. Go to an Ivy League school, which not everybody can do. 
or marry into it, <laughs> which I hope you, will not be your target in life. <laughs> it, you'll be miserable if you try that. But just relationship. Relationship. Some, some people are smarter with relationships than others. Some believers don't know how to build valuable relationships. Can I tell you something? What I just said now. You can be tongue-speaking, faithful, loyal, Bible reader, you know, tongues interpretation, you know, Koine Greek, you know, and all of this. When it comes to success on earth, if you don't know what I'm saying, we'll have issues. And the irony is, a lot of tongue-speaking people are very horrible with relationships. Horrible. 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 And we're going to talk about it. Praise the Lord. There are some things I'm thinking whether to say or not. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think one of the most embarrassing moments in my life, or let me say, since I became a pastor, I went to a shop to buy something. And <laughs> never mind. Seriously, never mind. But it's important. It says, sees trouble afar off and hideth himself. All right, Luke chapter 14, verse 28. You know what it says? Luke 14, 28. It says, For which of you intended to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Have you seen people do this in relationships? Start something they cannot finish? <laughs> have you started something you can't finish before? A relationship. Hallelujah. It says, less happily, after he had laid the foundation, he's not able to finish it. All that behold it will mock him. Hallelujah. I, I don't, I believe God just helped, helped me with this gift. I've never really been the type of person to do what everybody's doing because everybody's doing it. I've never really. It affects everything about me. Even the way this church is run. Have you noticed we don't do flyers in this church? Have you noticed? We hardly. I can count how many flyers we've done since this church started. Or you, you didn't notice. It does not work. <laughs> it does not work. And, every, and everybody keeps doing it and I don't get it have you ever received a flyer to go to a church you don't know a pastor you don't, a pastor you don't know is on the flyer the church you don't know and you went so what's the point <laughs> it doesn't work I'll just say ah the pastor looks nice I'll go oh, what how will I from the flyer know that the pastor can teach the word or that it flows in the things of the Spirit. Do you understand? So you have to walk 
and invest in the other things that let people know what your church is offering. They have to hear you preach. This is not minister's conference, and when I feel led, you know the funny thing, I still don't feel qualified to do minister's conference yet. When I feel led, then I will do it. We have a lot to talk about. But everybody just goes flyer because everybody's doing it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's just a simple example. In life, in business, we copy too much. Why do you want to have a master's degree? Why? Why? Do you want to be a lecturer? Hold on, pay attention. I'm not saying you don't need it. I am saying you may not. Do you understand? It's part of the issues in this country. In fact, it depends on what you want to do in life. You may not even do the first degree. I know many of you are you. Listen, oh, listen, listen. I don't think it's smart not to have a first degree in this country. In this country, personally. Do you understand? There are some people, if I know you personally, I can tell you categorically if you need one or not. If you have Orum, this Orum that we talked about, be okay. <laughs> there are some, there are some people, they tell me, ah, I don't want to do it. I say, do. <laughs> it's very important. Education is the best legacy. <laughs> it depends on who you are. Hallelujah. But there are some people who have that standout gift. You can just, why do I have to do it this way? You know, I'm not talking about people who have an overestimation of their gifts and talents. Have you seen people like that? I'm good. You know? Praise the Lord. Because can I tell you something? Sometimes, following the crowd shortens your time to improve that special thing that God has given you that would have made you really impact the whole world. Now you have a nine to five, plus six hours traffic. And now, I understand that, you know, you had dreams and aspirations, but you have to put food on the table, so you got a job. Now your dreams and aspirations have been put on hold for the next 15 years. By the time 15 years is done, the world has gone past you. So maybe you need the bravery to stop and say, wait, oh, is this, don't forget what we're talking about, the ability to have a foresight. Foresight. Why am I doing this? You too, you want a bank job. There are seasons in your life where, mind you, priority is to eat, oh, you, you can't. The dead cannot dream. There's a balance to all these things. Hallelujah.
But I'm just saying have foresight, have a plan, have a strategy. Don't do it because everybody's doing it. Don't start a building until you have counted the costs. Count the costs. In your 20s, research very well. Research. Learn about stuff. Can I tell you something about our generation that nobody is saying? In our generation, the breakthrough people is a breakthrough generation. In the next, every four years, learning becomes obsolete. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in our generation, what makes you stand out is not doing well in school. It is research. Jumping into new trends. For instance, you know, YouTube is saturated, for instance. The people who are doing extraordinarily well, as far as YouTube is concerned, are the people who jumped in when it started. When, when it started, nobody really saw any potential. But those guys, now everybody is running into YouTube. They still haven't learned the lesson. The lesson is research. Because there will be another YouTube. It's not a prayer. I personally, if I see your email address and say at yahoo.com, it does me some money. <laughs> Sorry, how old are you again? Like, it must be my dad's age mate. Even my dad is using Gmail. <laughs> Personal bias, maybe. You know, do you get what I'm saying? So you have to research. That's what we're talking about. Foresight. 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 It's godly to be able to see in the future what no one else is seeing. It's godly. I believe that as a believer, you should be able to do that. I believe it with all my heart. Either through prophetic gifts or sheer use of the intelligence of God to say, the next 14 years, this, this. Praise the Lord. It's important. If you can do that in this generation, you will be okay. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Are you there? Thank you, Jesus. It says, Go to the end, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Ah, I think this shade is real. Sluggard. It means you're slow, you're slow. Go to the ant. Go and learn from the ant. You know, in, in secondary school, some people used to abuse and say, ant's brain. 
hands, meaning your, is your gray matter is very, do you understand? But when they now say, go to the ants and learn, you know, that's another dimension. But he tells you why. He says, which having no guide or overseer or ruler, provided meat in the summer and gathered food in the harvest. Now, this is so inspiring. This is something to learn. Maybe we really should. Can I tell you something in life? When people tell you things like this, go to the ant, you sluggard. You might be annoyed. But when you are going and he's he saying, why are you talking to me like that? Still think about it. It will save your soul. If you need this advice, take it. Do you know many adults have not learned to do this? Without guide or overseer, nobody tells you, oh, you, should be, you shouldn't be sleeping now. Oh, you should be walking out. Oh, you shouldn't be eating this. That you can have that kind of control, that kind of order in your life. You have studied what you should be eating. You have studied, you, you know you should be exercising. And everything you are meant to be doing, you are doing repeatedly and consistently without anybody supervising you. Can I tell you something? What I just spoke about is one of the most powerful things you can learn in this life. Hallelujah. Maybe some of us are really still transiting into adulthood. We just, we're just children living alone. The only difference is your parents are not there. You're doing bad by yourself. You're doing poorly. You're unkept. You have no go You just wake up, no vision. No visionless. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Go and learn what it means to wake up when you're meant to wake up. Walk. As hard as you're meant to walk, even when nobody is there. It's a lesson to learn. That without lesson teacher, you can read as long as you're meant to. Stop when you're meant to stop. Take only as much break as you need. Continue. Burn the midnight oil. Ah, if you learn this one, that you can set goals for yourself. Don't forget, he says, they plan for the summer. Ants. Ants. More organized than Lagosians. Are you, are you not aware? Ants, they maintain traffic. Haven't you seen them? Straight line like this. Straight line. Are they not better than us? Go and check Oshodi. He said last month is there. Without, nobody is standing on the sidelines controlling the ants. If you come, I'll bite you. No. On their own. On their own, straight file. Straight, straight to your sugar. Straight. It's something to think about. And so they store up food for the rainy day. Many, you know, this saving culture you are trying to build, ants have it. 
Think about it. Ants have a saving culture. And I don't. I eat everything I make. And ants don't. This sub collect it, own it. Praise the Lord. That you can set goals for yourself, physical goals, spiritual goals, relationship goals, and stick to it through the year. Listen, it will change your life. You can set alarms for different things. Set alarms for different things. Learn what you need to learn. So two things to learn from the ants. Walking without supervision. Some of us have a terrible work culture. Terrible. Terrible. We, we, and what is, what is even more dangerous is that we don't see the problem. We can't focus on anything for five minutes. Stretch. Five minutes. Five minutes. Have you tried to do homework with a, with a three-year-old before? <laughs> you know, it takes a lot to keep them to focus. Some of us are like three-year-olds. Like, oh, you just give 30 minutes. 30 minutes. It's a problem. And then still, which is why I really read the text to you, you know, planning for the future. The ability to plan for the future. Praise the Lord. This one is important. If you don't learn this, if you don't learn this, you will have financial issues, relationship issues, health issues, and they will be self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. They will battle your peace experience and they're self-inflicted. So we can as well talk about this and get it out of the way. What's your plan? What's your financial plan? What's your financial plan? In this country, you need a plan. Did I say a plan? Because the fact that you know you're okay, you're doing well, does not mean or go kada in this country. If I talk my mind about this government and what they're trying to do to go kada, I've never used go kada before, but it's rubbish. What kind of government is this? Ah, God help us. God, is this not the first tangible thing we are seeing this governor, governor do. Apart from pointing, what else? <laughs> Pictures of him pointing, 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 pointing. Someone going to point us pilots. 
then the first tangible action is to stop a business that is doing well. What is, what is it about Africans that they can't see someone doing well and look away? What is our problem? Anyway, I, already, I was already ranting on my way here about this matter, so I just, just going to leave it. Okay, what's your plan? Is there not enough traffic in these states? Praise the Lord. Have you noticed it's as if... (sighs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. So, you have to have a plan for the future. I'll just touch three things. I'm not a financial expert, but I will tell you three things regarding finances. Then I will talk about health, and I will talk about relationship. Relationship, February is just next Sunday. Our Love Code series I'm going to start again. All right? Number one, create an emergency fund. Create an emergency fund. Can I tell you something? I know you are filled with the Holy Ghost and you speak in tongues. I've said this time and again, and it's good. But as long as you're in this world, there are things that will happen that you didn't know will happen. Create an emergency fund. It might not even be to you, it might be someone you love, you care about. And you need to, as a matter of emergency, help someone or send someone or, you know, or send someone some money or do something. Create an emerg- a, a fund that you don't have. This is what I mean. Those type of money that you always say, sorry, Ross, you have, I don't have. That's what I call it, I don't have money. It's not part of the money that I'm allowed to talk. That's, do you understand what I'm saying? It's called the emergency fund. You only touch it if someone is dying. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? I know I'm putting this in an extreme way because we're in Africa. In Africa, the moment you get your job, 60K, that's when uncles that you did not know exist will start calling you. You know, maybe your family is different. <laughs> it's uncle. You know, posted a picture online that made it look like I'm doing well. Thank God I'm not really doing bad. Then, sir, why are you greeting me every morning? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have emergency help from what, help as much as you can. But I feel that many African families have a dangerous approach if you're not careful. You know, a lot of things are calling from your, for your attention from different corners. They won't give you the opportunity to build for yourself. You have to be smart. Be smart in your generosity. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. So at some point you say, okay, I'm going to daddy, mommy, if you are married, father-in-law, mother-in-law, everybody, God bless you. 
Praise the Lord. Can't help everybody. Can't help everybody. Because in this country, apart from our gifts and talents, something an average African knows well, begging. Begging. You see people who have never greeted you before, have never liked your picture, never commented, they will go to your DM and beg. It's a different level of audacity. We, it needs to be studied. And I really want to check people's brain. Some are not even following you. Oh, oh, is it not amazing? Or my you? I think it's amazing. Three thousand uh, just baby food. You know that. <laughs> All of them have children that need baby food, and it's always three thousand. I'm like, but you have a smartphone and data. Yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm just being expressive this evening. I hope that's okay. If you know me well enough, you know I'm generous. But there are some that don't. Is it, I think it was welfare code. I thought on it. Go and listen to that sermon if you haven't. Even in biblical generosity, there are rules. Go and see what Paul said. He said, help widows that are widows indeed. 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 He said, in fact, he said, he was giving categories. He said, only the old widows, the young ones, let them go and marry. You can't help. You, you know, it's one of the most powerful things you can learn in life. I can't help everybody. Except if it's healing, prayer, do, do you understand? But financially, you can't. So there has to be rules and regulations. Help widows. You know, when it says, Anyone who cannot help his household is worse than an infidel. He, he was talking about widows. So he's saying some of the widows, don't you have family? Let them look after you. Don't burden the church unnecessarily. It came to a point as a church, we said, okay, 90% of our welfare will be academic. So by the grace of God, we're sponsoring six people. And I think that's okay for now. <laughs> you may not feel so, but it is. <laughs> out, of, out of the six people, only two of them are in primary school. The rest, university. Some of them, not just school fees, plus feeding. As often as we can. Ah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have a welfare budget. We still go out of our way most times. Do you understand? If it's legitimate, but you don't just come and say, I greet you in the name of Jesus. Oh, this calisthenics don't work for me. Don't you have a church? Who is your pastor? Do you understand? Especially if you're not a member of this church. Praise the Lord. I, oh my God. So have an emergency fund is all that I'm trying to say. Number two. It's sad this is a point, but I have to talk about it. Take calculated risks. Take, you see, I said this earlier jokingly, and I'm, but, but I'm actually serious. I know you are a believer, 
in Christ. You don't have to be, be a, to be a believer of everything. When it comes to investment, you are allowed to be suspicious. Be suspicious. When somebody was shouting Bitcoin, Bitcoin, I said, how does it work? Explain to me. You say, eh, you convert money to this type of money. Uh-huh. Then it will be increasing. How? How? Me, I just, I just didn't get it. Everybody, do you understand? There was a time. Every. You see? The time every man of God was doing Bitcoin. And I said, this thing, me, especially if everybody's doing it, calm down. <laughs> you know? I'm just like, I, I don't understand though. I like the thing that I can see. Okay, I open shop, I put something inside it, I sold. Then, from the money, I bought more, sold. But I, I want to see it. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't like. Don't. Stock market. Beware of English. English. So you will just do this, do this, do this. I've not seen, especially the ones. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I love you. My God. <laughs> no, no. Tell me you put your money here after three months. Beware of after three months. <laughs> Is it miracle? I don't what are what what are you selling? What is the investment? Praise the Lord. Because I know myself, as I speak in tongues, rich. Do you understand? Business is business. So if you don't, if you don't give my money, now police, they will carry you. <laughs> don't, don't say bless you. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> like, sign. That's another thing. You have to put it. Uh-uh. And people like that, when they want to get you to invest, to be enthusiastic. But when it's time to deliver, they will now be. You know, the Lord said, <laughs> Is it the Lord that took my money? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please, laugh. Can I tell you something? The people who are the easiest to cheat are greedy people. Agreed. It's in your body too. It's in your body. If you're not, you know, you have to be okay to. It's okay to be okay. No way. Uh-uh. How can someone tell you? <laughs> you know, praise the Lord. Take calculated risks. Ask questions. Talk to a lawyer. All those. There are many lawyer friends in in this church. Bless you, pray, pray together, speak in tongues, but when you need to ask questions. I asked one of them today, 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 just today, before coming to church. She's my daughter in Christ, but she gave me legal advice that will save my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. 
you have to be very smart. Take calculated risks. I'm dwelling on this because I've had to console people. You know, you see, when MMM started, there were churches that were doing conferences. Yes, now. MMM. So I see. Churches organize conference. Some pastors to get their members to do. Praise the Lord. So please take calculated risks. There's a principle I learned from Jim Collins. You see, the funny thing is, there are people who call themselves entrepreneurs that have read more business books than. Hmm? I'm a pastor, I have MBA. You want to do business, you don't. So anyway, but think about what I just said. I believe that, especially in this country, no matter what you want to do in life, you should have an MBA, even if you're a medical doctor. <laughs> because you know you might be bookworm, you are very good with books. To have a good hospital is business. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? <laughs> when you have not learned how systems operate, you are the doctor and you are the one collecting money. So you just say, ah, they, you think they don't know what they are doing when they say go to the reception and go and pay? You think they don't know what they are doing? Because if it's the doctor, they say, ah, sir, see my son now, please. Just, just treat him. And you are born in diesel. You, you have a family to feed. Praise the Lord. I remember my first day in strategic management class. I think maybe not first day. As the man was teaching, I said to myself, I said, life is unfair. So there are some people who know this, others who don't, and they are competing in the same market. That was my sincere reaction. Praise the Lord. You have to be a learner, all right? But anyways, um, what is the first thing I mentioned? Number two. And number three, especially in this country, please build more sources of income as much as you can. Build more sources of income. Build more sources of income. Build more sources of income. Have you heard what they say? Don't build, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I'm still thinking about go kada and Ope. I'm still thinking. I read the report, I don't know if it's true. $200 million investments. Eh? Because, because of the governor. I, hey God. Is, is that right? They should suit them very well. I, I hope that will even count in this country. So wicked. As in, I'm praying my, my faith in this nation, eh? It needs help. It needs CPR. What are they going to do? The former administration said, you, you can only use this category of bikes. They bought those category of bikes. And then you wake up 
And then how much notice did you give? He said, February. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? How many weeks notice? Hey, if there's anybody in that organization that <laughs> if Namio, the governor should be very scared. <laughs> ah, my God cannot allow such a thing to happen. I'm not saying, but he should not be sleeping. Ah, ah, it's wickedness. Praise the Lord. But in this nation, have multiple streams of income. Especially, you know, young people. It is, in fact, someone said an average millionaire has seven sources of income. Seven. 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 Praise the Lord. Seven. So, so think about it. You have to also be very smart. When you discover one is picking up really fast and if you focus on it, it can, you know, if you need to devote more time to it, there's a balance to all these things I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? If one needs focus, focus on it. But it's smart to test as many things as you can. All right. Okay, health. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. You see, I wish I had, no, had enough time to talk about this. What many of us got is schooling, not education. Because when you're done from school, and all the basic things you need to survive in life you still don't know, then we have a problem. Do you understand what I just said? then we have a problem. Many of us still don't know how to take care of our body, what we should eat, what we shouldn't eat. In fact, can I tell you the truth? It was my wife. It was until I married, I knew I was not drinking enough water. The way I was raised, you drink water when you're eating. And then I don't even really eat much. So I use water to wash it down. Why will you just hold water and start drinking? It's not sweet now. <laughs> and some of you are like the way I used to be. I'm better now, I mean. Thank you. <laughs> you understand? So, but, and the way, <laughs> I don't even know if I should tell you this is gross. You know, but, <laughs> hallelujah. Drink water, exercise. Can I tell you something? It's not a prophecy of doom. If you don't drink enough water, that's why your mess is smelling the way it smells. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why it's smelling like that. You, you, you may kill somebody one day. Kill 
Jesus on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please drink water. Hallelujah. I want to say something. An observation. <laughs> Me and my wife, she's laughing already. Let's report ourselves. If I say it openly, it's no more gossip. We came back to Lagos. We looked around and we're wondering what's happening. Some of you are eating. Eating. You know, because we were in Abuja, so we didn't know. You are pumping, you know? Especially the guys. Do you understand? You would tear your bottle, you know? just <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, listen, and some of you, you are the other extreme, like I was. If you eat only when you feel like eating, you will either be oversized or underweight. Did you hear what I just said? If you eat only when you feel like eating, you either be oversized or underweight. So you have to learn to regulate it. You have to learn to regulate it. Um, if you don't have the discipline to do it yourself, get a coach. My wife can recommend someone good. You know. So, and it's an accountability platform. There's a WhatsApp group. I'm selling their market now. Coach Kathy, right? You know, and they're going to help you. Praise the Lord, but take it seriously. Take it seriously. For your health, there's something called BMI, body mass index. Body mass index, comparing your weight to your height. There is only so much weight you can garner if you're only so tall. So you should know all those calculations. There are free calculators on the internet. Check it out. So that if you need to start watching, you watch. Praise the Lord. We believe in healing. We believe in all these things. But there are some things that just simple. Eat fruits. This one I need to do better. I take a lot of fruits. The liquid, blended fruits every week actually. Yeah. So fruits, water, watch your eating, exercise. Exercise. I know you wake up 4 a.m. every morning and all of that, but that's more reason. That's more reason. You sit down, same posture, facing the computer, nine to five every day. Ah, ah, ah. You wake up in the morning, touch your toes. I'm not talking about dumbbells. You may or may not need that. I'm not talking about the aesthetics. I'm talking about fitness. Fitness. Praise the Lord. It's very important. Get a skipping rope. Get your blood pumping. And then the last thing I'll talk about, sleep. Sleep. Especially in Lagos, we need to talk about this. An average Lagosian does not get enough sleep. Did you hear what I said? You sleep 12, you wake up 4. 
then you're on the road. You get to work, you work till night, maybe seven or eight. Get home again, 12. That's how you're doing. Hallelujah. I think all the rest, as, as it pertains to relationship, we discuss in the month of February. But as I bring this to a close, I just want to say, and I've said this before, but it's so important. Listen, we are sons of God, aren't we? We're sons of God. One of the most profound things to know about God is that he's a master planner. Master. Master. Just think about it. Think about the way the Bible is structured. In the beginning, you see there is chaos in the world. God steps into action, begins to bring order to that chaos. In Genesis chapter 3, Adam scatters everything. And then for the rest of the Bible, he's planning. He, he has a plan already. And then he begins to initiate that plan of salvation. That's, that's one of the most profound things to learn about God. Look at what the Bible says about him in Acts chapter 15, verse 18. Acts chapter 15, verse 18. It says, known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. As in, it's just phenomenal. The, the fact that Paul can come in Ephesians and say, he created us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blame before him in love. Meaning before he said, let there be light, before he separated the firmaments, the ocean to be in one side for dry land to appear, all of those things he did, he had a perfect understanding of what he wanted to do. Do you know what it means to have a perfect understanding of what you want to do with your life ahead of time? <coughs> ahead of time. I mean, many of us, we did a lot of trial and error because we really wanted to study in the university. It's not the course that we got. Am I preaching? Yes, sir. So you now have to realign. Many of us, it is in our, after they gave us the course, we had already accepted the admission. We now started researching what job opportunities are available to this course. What does, what does this course mean? What will I be doing? Some of us only learned it maybe in our second or third year. That, okay, this is what it means to. At least I can tell you honestly, that was the case for me. I wanted architecture, but by the time I heard they were writing the exam, you know, it was already late. I thought the time had already passed. But now, I, I think I wrote the third entrance exam a late exam, you know. And so I think this school did it on purpose. They already had all the people they needed. And I said, eh, we don't have architecture, but we have continuous surveying and building technology. By the time you think, ah, if I stay one year now, how do I visit my secondary school? <laughs> you know, after all the validatory party, shakara, mm. Okay, building tech, I'll take it, I'll take it. Then I now started calling people, what is building tech? You know, he said, what is building tech? 
And then some of the lecturers were still trying to find out themselves. <laughs> so, so we were all confused. Until IT, I think it was during IT, I really understood. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Take this challenge. I don't know how you're going to do it through researching, praying, fasting. For the next 10 years, you must know what you want to be doing. Can I tell you something? You might think it's easier for me, but it's not. It, it takes a lot of nerve to discover a call to ministry in secondary school and stick to it. I mean, what did I say, in university, and stick to it. It takes a lot of nerve. It takes a lot of nerve. There are stories I won't tell you. Who didn't my mother call to talk to me? Who didn't they call? One uncle came and was saying weird things. Weird. So you see, in this life, you know, because you have touched small money now, you're harassing people. He said, just last week, a pastor came to my parlor to be asking me for money. And I was saying, why should I give him money? My mother was like, did I ask you for money? for money. Hey, a pastor came to ask you for money. Zuvra Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Find what God has called you to do. Do it. No regrets. No no time to confer with flesh and blood. After, you understand? Confer only with the people that God has led you to or the people who are already doing it and do it. Take this challenge. I, I don't know how you're going to do it. Prayer, fasting, research. Make sure before March you have decided what you're going to be doing for the next 10 years, if possible, for the rest of your life. Take that challenge. If you have discovered... This journey I'm going is not leading anywhere. Feel free to make a U-turn. The earlier, the better. The earlier, don't say, ah, currently, my job is to be opening door for eateries. I really like it. Don't. Now, there are automated doors. Doors are opening on their own. You, don't, you already don't have job. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> don't wait till it comes to your Itri. <laughs> you say you live in VGC. You say you want to sell kerosene. They don't use kerosene to cook there. They don't use kerosene to cook in VGC. Lantern. Or lantern. Do you know that thing that has tread? That weak, miserable. I'm sorry if you still if you use that thing. But most people use gas. Am I then true? Praise the Lord. Or firewood. You always say firewood. Praise the Lord. So you, you have to remember, Orem, right? Think about the future. Did you learn anything? Stand up and let's pray for a bit. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, 
reach us on our helpline 0809 996 7000. Blessings.